Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. This is the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. It is the Cigar Tipsters podcast. Uh, junior, senior, Jerry, we're all here. Um, I just want to say how proud I am of Ben for renouncing his Canadian citizenship and rejoining us here in the United States. Um, Thank you. That was in, unnecessary. Uh, in Florida. Am I allowed to say Ocala, Florida? You are allowed to say Ocala, Florida, yes. Okay, am I allowed to say 555 Main Street, Ocala, Florida? Yeah. <laughs> Area code. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Area code 555. One two, yep. one, two, one, two, uh, yeah. God. But now, now, wait a minute, Ocala. Now, is he, is he still northern enough to be American, or is he Cuban now? No, that's Tampa. So that's well, Tampa esque. So that's uh, oh, okay. well, that's yeah, that's, still... that's American. I'm about an hour and a half north of Orlando in Central Florida, so I'm he's closer about, to the uh, northern border. And Jerry can attest to this. He's about a four-hour drive from Cuba. Yeah, from Cuba. We every time we hit Miami city limits, we always talk about leaving the U.S. You know, so I'm closer to leaving the U.S. than you guys. If I have to, I'll just go get a raft and head on south. <laughs> You'll be the next uh, Elian Gonzalez. Uh, everybody remembers <laughs> yeah, that something reference. like that. Something like that, yeah. That'll you'll be, be the, you'll be the reverse, Elian. You'll be trying to get into the Cuba instead of out. <laughs> yeah, I'm chasing communism. They'll send him back to Maine. Oh, God. oh, you don't have to do that. Yeah, that. That really would be a punishment. And I, mm-hmm. I want to take a moment and I'm going to I'm going to use some bad language. I'm sorry. I'm going to say something crass. I know we don't usually do that here, but I just yeah, want right. to take <laughs> take a moment to say a giant fuck you to the Coca-Cola company for ruining my Coke Absolutely. Zero. I, I hate your guts and yeah. I hope you have explosive diarrhea for the rest of your lives. What what did they do with the Coke? You said what do they do with Coke Zero? Because I haven't had it in forever. What's what's going on with it? They changed the recipe and and it's all kajiggered now. It's useless. Right. No, I'll just dump it out in the streets. Mark, I'm stockpiling, you know, the old stuff. Yeah, that's my uh, plan for later in the week. I gotta go hunting for the for the black cans. Now I will say be careful with that because apparently they're selling the red cans in the black boxes. So you gotta Poke, poke a hole in there and make sure you're getting what you're getting. Yeah. I got to get rid of that crap some way. Why yeah. can't they leave things alone? You know? that, that, see, that's me. There was nothing at all wrong with it. And it's just I like, mean, you you and I bought enough of it to keep going, you know. Yeah. I mean. Well, the three of us, because that's my, been my drink of choice for right. years Here since it are. came out. I mean, Here for God's sakes, when we're in Atlanta, we have to go to Kroger three times. Uh, just day. for Coke Zero. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But uh, I'll come off my uh, soapbox there. The, the first cigar-related thing I, I want to talk to everybody about today is um, just kind of what we smoked recently. And I've had two, two things courtesy of Ben. The first is the Drew Estate Isla del Sol, uh, coffee-infused, short filler, and um, sweet tip. Very sweet, perhaps a little much. Um, I think it's leftover tobacco from your Java and your tobacco specials. I think they're chopping, 
chopping those goodies into short filler and putting them into this. It's not bad, but it's not something I would smoke every day. But it's well, definitely I've, for the coffee lover I've, out there. I bought them on a sale and I because I hadn't tried them before. And I've not really, there's not many infused cigars that I think actually perform well. The problem is I think the burn on them. I've tried, well, I've tried the Isidro Soul. I've tried the... Uh, what's that one Durango cigars, which was infused with pipe oh, tobacco God. and it, the damn thing just would not burn. It would not hold an ember at all. And so you, when they infuse it, I think it somehow cancels, like it, it makes the tobacco too moist and it can't burn properly, which means you can't draw it. And so it's too much going on. The tobacco needs to be drier. And that's been my issue with infused cigars. And I was going to do a, a grind my gear segment on that, but I, I'll not for tonight. So I just, you know, I figured if you yeah, wanted them, yard guards or just sitting around bullshitting you know it's not something i think you're going to age and put up for yeah, auction definitely just, not yeah absolutely not so they're just you know cigars what else did you get uh the other was geronimo cigars the el principio maduro these are um san andreas wrapper jalapa binder esteli jalapa and condega filler um five and a half by 52 and aged in whiskey coffins now i don't know what a coffin is in the whiskey world maybe senior <laughs> knows more it's about a, that it's Where a small barrel whiskey goes okay it's a small barrel gotcha so uh we got a vampire whiskey <laughs> or something going on here now in relation to that because you got that geronimo cigar i think i got this care package in the mail just randomly um, and it had two cigars and there's a letter in there saying, Hey, you know, we want to be on the show. Here's a couple of cigars, try them out, see what you think. And it's a guy named Fred. Uh, and it, I mean, I've never even heard of Geronimo. And then he sent the cigars and I haven't smoked mine yet. It's still in the humidor, but, um, junior, you, I think you smoked yours earlier, didn't you? Yeah. And speaking of him, we're going to have him on the show at some point, possibly as soon as the next show, we're still trying, trying to tie that stuff down, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I did smoke it today. Um, you can see a picture of it on Instagram. Um, has a really interesting cold draw. That was the first thing that caught my attention. You know, it's got the typical tobacco earthiness, but there's a, a fruitiness that comes off in that cold draw. That's I can't put my finger on exactly what it is, so I just call it fruitiness. But it's it's nice, and you get whiffs of it occasionally as the the scar goes along. And it's not an infusion. It's not anything nearly that strong. It just, it's a nice hint on the back of the palette. I will say very nicely constructed. Um, draw was fine. Burn was nice and even. Tobacco was strong. I tried to tap it a few times to see if it would fall and it, it held nicely. So all in all, quite happy with that. Um, one thing I noticed, if you buy directly from their website, their prices on these are actually pretty decent. It's $96 for a box of 20, so about 480 a stick. Now, I looked them up in some other retail areas. They're considerably higher in retail, as they naturally would be. Yeah. But I have to say, and, and we'll talk about this cigar a lot more when we have him on the show, but it was just something that I had a chance to smoke today, so I figured we'd do a little... Sounds good. ...little cover of it. Yeah, it's actually decent. I'm thinking about uh, picking up a box of them if I can get them here before we do our traditional Labor Day meetup. Fred has been, oh, the guy from Geronimo has been emailing me back and forth and I told him I had COVID, so I'm going to have to delay. But then I sent him an email if he's available on, I believe it was the 29th 
mm-hmm. um, that evening. If he hasn't responded back yet, but if he, you know, if he's available to do that, we may have him on the show, which I think is quite interesting that we have not only a fan, but somebody who actually sent us samples and great. not just an email, you know what I'm saying? Like here, actually try our product. And I thought that's, I wasn't expecting that. So yeah, at first we, we were just, uh, we were just shocked that someone sent an email that wasn't us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, we we occasionally send emails to ourselves to make us feel better, but yep. we were like, Who, "Who's this? Yeah, or, a fan?" Or you wasn't say somebody trashing us, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't Ken Ball telling us to go to hell? I hate him. <laughs> God, I still hate him. Ugh, hate terrible, bastard. terrible human being. Terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and then anyway, I, I kind of bogarted that. Uh, have any of you guys smoked anything new lately? I've had. Go ahead, dear. No, go ahead, buddy. Uh, mine, I was just going to, I was up in Lynchburg uh, yesterday, and they've got a cigar shop up there, and uh, I'm s- smoking one of them. It's a non-banded Nicaraguan. It's just something they get in the shop, and then they infuse it with uh, whiskey. Uh, they call it Tennessee whiskey to avoid the implications of the company that owns Lynchburg. <laughs> <laughs> so uh it, it's actually pretty good and i'll have to argue with ben a little bit on the infused this one uh and i've it's not the first one of those i've smoked there i've never had a problem with the burn and stuff on them but they're infusing them themselves and it's kind of the poor man's camacho barrel aged because you take a, a round container that seals and where the cigars would stand up and you basically put uh, an eight to a quarter of ounce of your favorite uh, alcohol and then put something in there that will keep the cigars from touching it and then just stand them up, seal it up, leave it for an extended amount of time, you know, a week or so. And uh, in the whiskey barrel, like with the. Yeah, you're leaving it okay. in there, but now it's not actually touching the whiskey. You've got something in there as a barrier to keep it from getting on the cigar itself because it would just get wet and fall apart yeah but it uh, it infuses them and they're actually pretty nice uh i've smoked a few of them when we go over there actually there was a guy down in harrodsburg kentucky that i had had contact with several years ago that made the kentucky gentleman's cigars and he had a similar process i visited he had a big red barn where he has all the setup and everything and he was infusing all kinds of stuff, but uh, he turned us some pretty good cigars too. Uh, and, and getting back to the infused cigars, uh, my wife had a thing for the uh, uh, the Javas, the Java yeah. Mint, for a long time. She smoked a bunch of those, and uh, they were always pretty good on burn too. So, pretty good construction. Okay, well, I'll just have to expand my breath or retry you know, some new ones or I mean, people pair which i mean i think is gonna be one of the topics we're going to talk about but people pair like whiskey and bourbons with cigars and it sounds like they're literally trying to get where you get both experiences simultaneously you get the flavors of both instead of smoking and then having a sip it's already in there in I other words in other words ben, go to hell. so when you're doing when you're doing that though the whiskey to me or whatever it is you're infusing it with does that not overpower and take away from the flavors of the tobacco itself? Because then you basically, it's just burning whiskey. I mean, because it's, it's, yeah. it's more powerful than the subtleties but, of the tobacco. 
Well, you're not you're you're not using number one. You're not using that much alcohol to begin with, and secondly, mm. with it never touching it, simply the vapors that are uh, impregnating the the cigar a little bit. So it's not. Uh, I mean, can you taste it? Sure, but is it overpowering? No. Uh, you know, is you it it's complimentary? I'd, yeah. Uh, you know, is it something I'd smoke every day? No, but. Uh, Occasionally, they're nice. Okay. All right. I think by that process, too, a lot of times you actually just pick up more the scent of the liquor rather than the taste. What do you think, Senior? Yeah, that, that's a valid point. Uh, yeah. That's valid. You do pick up a lot more. It, it's kind of like with uh, the aromatic pipe tobaccos. Right. You know, it, it smells like something, but it typically won't taste like that. And that's similar in these cigars. I see. <laughs> and uh, Jerry, anything new you've tried lately? Yeah, I had a couple of pleasant surprises. Well, one pleasant surprise this afternoon. I smoked a Fratello, Connecticut, which I didn't know existed, uh, in, in a Robusto. Mm -hmm. And it was an excellent Connecticut. I Occasionally, you know me, I'm all over the place. But sometimes I still really enjoy Connecticut. Sometimes I enjoy the heavy stuff. But very creamy, very smooth. Uh, draw was great. Burn was great. Just a, a dandy little cigar. Right now, I'm smoking a Villager. Uh, Black Forest, another good cigar. Yeah, Villager has really um, kind of come out as a dark horse. You know, they were they were at Tweet Up one of the early years that we were there handing out machine made uh, samples, and yeah. now they're all over the premium cigar market. Yeah, you know, and, and right because my first thought when I heard about Villager cigars was the fact that you know I'm like you, I thought about the machine made tins. Mm -hmm. But they are turning out some great cigars. Another good one is the Dos Brazil. Uh, you know, a, a, a Brazilian Puro. Fantastic cigar. Yeah, definitely. I like that one as well. And based on what we were just talking about, I'm going to flip the agenda a little bit. We uh, senior wanted to talk about pairing cigars with whiskey. And since we kind of went down the whiskey rabbit hole, we'll let him kick that in uh, here. Yeah, I was uh, given my orders uh, by someone. Oh, wait a minute, said, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Now, he's he's trying to make this sound worse than it is. I, <laughs> no, 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 I politely, I politely said, hey, you're probably going to know, know more about this shit than well, I guarantee you do. Uh, you've read. Uh, should well, I, wait, wait a minute. Read, should you've I screenshot the, the text message? If you've read one article about uh -oh. whiskey, you know more about whiskey than I do, quite frankly. So I sent him a link and I said, we're putting this on the agenda, but you need to head it off or you Absolutely. need to take point or whatever I, I said. Yeah, I think I need to screenshot the text message. It read more the lines of here's an article on whiskey and cigars. You take the lead on it. Yeah. Don't miss yeah. it. No. no. Would you like to take the lead on it? Would you mind taking it? No, you got it. Here it is. This is it wasn't interrogative. Is... It was declarative. Like, you're, here's the article. Do something about it. Uh, yeah, okay. it, it, it seemed more like a dictatorship. Trust me. This, this is liable that. and slanderous, and I will not take it. But, but anyway, uh, uh, on to the article. The article. It, uh, it's in the manual.com is uh, where it came from. Um, guy by the name of mark stock and he's talking about how to pair whiskey with cigars and age-old marriage and i agree with a lot of what he's saying within the article uh that you know they do pair well 
I've got a couple of caveats with it because one, he gives out a, uh, a pairing recommendation or one that is uh, an example for say, and he pairs the Romeo and Julieta 1875, which basically you can pick up at any cigar. Anybody that's got cigars, that's typically one they've got on the shelf. Yeah. But then he wants to pair it with a Belvaney 14 year Caribbean cast scotch. Number one, that's difficult to find. And number two, it's going to run you roughly $100 a bottle. So, I mean, it's so a $5 cigar with a $100 bottle of whiskey. Oh, scotch. Yeah. Scotch. I mean, I, I understand. Well, it's scotch whiskey. You're right. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, make it a little easier for him to find. I mean, I understand where he's going with it because it's a lighter, medium scotch. But then the other thing that I kind of disagreed with, he went down and talked about the more powerful cigars. And then he talked about, you know, pairing it with a real peaty, uh, smoky scotch, say uh, an Isla, for instance. Uh, typically those are expensive and if you're not a scotch drinker and a hardcore scotch drinker uh, that isla is going to kick your ass <laughs> it's just a real heavy smoky it, you, you're going to think you just licked the barbecue grill <laughs> i see and his other thing was with the the heavier bodied cigars or fuller bodied cigars going maybe with a higher proof alcohol and again, if you're not a, a drinker per se, the higher proofs, all you're going to feel is that, that massive burn from, from the uh, ethanol and the alcohol. So, I mean, and don't get me wrong, I'm not trashing his article because he, he does a good job about talking about pairing uh, of cigars and whiskey and they go great together and but my recommendations would be more if you're a big time cigar smoker, little time whiskey drinker, go to some of your big chain type liquor stores. You know, there's a liquor planet and whatever else may be in your area and get the small bottles. They usually have a lot better uh, selection of the one shotters that you can try a lot of different you know, with the Johnny Walkers and some of the other uh, McAllens and stuff like that, that you can try without spending a fortune. Because the last thing you want to do is spend $100 on a bottle of something you're never going to drink. That's good advice. Yeah. So, so you know, go with that. And if you're, and the, the reverse of that, you know, if you're a, uh, a whiskey drinker, but not the cigar smoker, Go with the recommendations from your brick and mortar. You know, talk to your, your people in there. And if they're any good at what they do, they can help you find uh, a pairing and not have to spend 25, 30 bucks on a Davidoff or something like that, you know. Just yeah, yeah. Right. That was, let's see, I think that was about it for, his article, like I say, it's a good read, and I'd encourage anybody to go out there to the manual.com. And uh, again, the article was by Mark Stock, it was from August 13th. So, 
he also mentions he says when in doubt go bourbon apparently says like bourbon is just yeah. a good yeah ah uh, thanks ben that you you are right i meant to mention that it's always a good choice and people usually that don't do a lot of whiskey drinking the bourbon's a safe bet it's going to have a lot of sweet characters and stuff like that so we, uh, you guys know me i pair most of my cigars with coke zero but i, I have to, I have to admit same. uh in the article there i, I guess i kind of veered into something because he was uh, as an example he was using uh my two favorites uh, four rows of small batch and a Corojo wrapper. Right. Kind of interesting to me. And uh, one other no. thing I just happened across there, uh, Buffalo Trace, uh, who we've had conversations about Buffalo Trace bourbon uh, mm -hmm. before, is now doing a Buffalo Trace cigar. And, wow, uh, you're right. You're absolutely you're right. Uh, and it's made with barrel aged Dominican and Nicaraguan tobaccos with a, uh, a Brazilian and I'll torture a Rapica. There you go. Knew somebody at Hill. Vicarious Black. That's the wrapper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and a Sumatra wrapper, an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. Then the Brazilian uh, binder and Dominican and Nicaraguan fillers. So. Sounds like a good smoke. Yeah. And so from the article some... had decent price ranges. I see. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I like, I mean, it's one of those things where maybe it's like his personal preference on what he thinks, but he's looking for stuff that both pairs well and then contrasts or things that like complement. So if you have something that's like nutty, then you want a cigar that has maybe some chocolate notes, you know, they just seem to complement one another and uh i mean it makes sense but i think it's you know it's still personal to your palate so you've got to try like you mentioned senior you know go get some small airplane bottles of different things and try with the cigars because your palate may find different notes or different pairings you know on its exactly. own so you know and i'm not a exactly. yeah so that, that makes sense to me so in junior, some junior what do you pair with besides coke zero um usually the kroger brand knockoff coke zero <laughs> but uh, uh coke one uh no it's called cola o o h cola o i think it's called but it, it's actually decent rc cola well, i hope it's better than decent because he gave me one at lunch today as payment for doing the article so yeah Actually, no, <laughs> that was actually that was payment for you paying for lunch at Outback. So I figure $50 meal. Here's a 25 cent soda. Okay, what a bargain. Good enough. <laughs> so in less less fun news, uh, Cigars International is canceling Cigar Fest 2021 due to renewed health and safety concert <clears throat> concerns surrounding COVID-19 virus. Cigars International will refund all tickets for that event. It was originally scheduled for mid-October, but with uh, transmission rates going back up and the Delta variant and the Epsilon variant and the uh, uh, CDC wanting people to wear masks indoors in high transmission areas, uh, the president of Cigars International just said, hey, basically there's, there's not a good way to do this anymore. So if you were a ticket holder for that event, you will receive refunds through event Right, who was the ticketing platform for that event? But 
that is officially canceled. Um, I know some concerts I was going to go to a little later in the year have been canceled as well uh, here in Nashville, but are you guys seeing any cancellations in your area of any cigar events or anything in general? There's not a whole lot happening up here. We did have, uh, actually, Nick Perdomo came into town about a month ago and did an event. And, of course, that was a monster. A lot of people there. I've gotten up. I'm in Ocala. There's like one cigar <laughs> sure. lounge around here. And I, I, I'd i be shocked if they have any events. I haven't even been there yet. I'm, you know, I'm going to go visit them. But it's just one small little lounge. I think it's called Six three lounge or six something like that i don't know but, let's but, face uh, it there's no Florida, as far as they're events, not canceling anything yeah as well, far actually, as i like no not actually sure. what what they did for the Bredomo event is that there was a stogie smoke stop up in hubert heights it's not a big lounge but what they did they actually set up a big tent outside so you can you get your cigars you can actually go out there and you know keep keep your personal space about right so that was really well done the way that was yeah, and I'm fine with that when you can kind of you know spread out and you're you're in the open air. You know, it's not the world smart. Doesn't, doesn't have to end uh, for COVID. But so just an uh, announcement for those folks: you'll get your refunds. Uh, no cigar fest next uh, wait, August, September. But I'd say what I like about this cigar fest, and a lot of these cigar events do this, is cigar fest has helped Cigar International raise tens of thousands of dollars for charitable organizations like Cigar for Warriors, Life Path, things like that. And I think to me, that is the, I think that's the, the, the deeply held reason. I mean, they do it for fun and we have cigars and all gets along, but I think that, you know, the fact that they do that, they don't have to do that, but they're like, well, we're going to turn this into a benefit instead of just us enjoying ourselves. We're going to do something more than that. And, you know, um, you know, they have auctions with cigars and, and festivals and they raise money for charities. <laughs> And I think that's a that's a tremendous thing that it's you know there's a noble cause behind it. It's not just a bunch of people getting around smoking. It is, but it's more than that. Have, have you guys ever attended a cigar fest? No. no. Well, I've been a couple I, of them way back when, and uh, any yeah, other great events. And I agree with you as far as the fundraising. Uh, one of the things I thought was a bit odd was you could sit down and speak. You know, you can always meet people when you're smoking a cigar. Well, you would be amazed how many people who go to Cigar Fest think Skunk is the best thing since sliced bread. Because they buy them off the internet and they think they haven't smoked anything else. They think they're fabulous. Bless their hearts. Yeah. Bless their hearts and lack of taste buds. Yeah. The blind cannot see. You know what I'm saying? True. That's, yep. I see what you mean. So definitely uh, just don't, just don't smoke carcass. Just don't do it. I mean, no, I don't do that. They're terrible, and that's there's just know, there's I, so many things you could do, and that's just one that you should. Right. Public server announcement do not smoke carcass. I won't even like their posts on Instagram if it shows up in my feed. I skip yeah, them. Like, nope, I'm not true, liking man. that. I don't, I hate you, the, the owner, what Kaizog, whatever the hell his name is. I need a, yeah. I need a dislike button on there. So like, yeah. Dislike. Isn't he like a racist or something? He, he yeah, got he, stepped down for, yeah, he lost the company yeah, for being he got a racist. Booted. Yeah. Well, if and, you look at the announcement about that, though, he was sound like he was already. It said he sold out his re, re, uh, remaining part of ownership, so he must. Yeah, have he was. Anyway. Seemed like he was on his. He had a plan to get out the door anyway. From the looks of it, <laughs> right. they, need, they need to sell the entire ownership. Like the whole thing needs to be sold, and then 
collapsed. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's one of those few cigar companies that just piss me off for some reason. <laughs> just can't yeah. stand it. Now, now wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. They can still make boxes. They make some That's of the true. prettiest yeah. boxes you'll ever yeah. see. So they can That's still make true. boxes. They just can't label them Kirk anymore. But sooner or later, you got to smoke what's in them. Well, no, no we're you. just going to dump those. <laughs> Buy the box of cigars, dump the cigars, and just keep the box. <laughs> exactly. Well, now, now they, we're I'll doing away with once the cigar fest and just strike up a conversation got next to me. And sooner or later, we get to, well, what do you think of Kirkus? Aren't they great? Uh, no, no, I do not. Actually, do you guys remember? I don't know if you, the first tweet up that we went to, and we went to play kickball with Matt Booth and Caldwell and all that. Well, and there was a guy in the, yeah. Um, and then I bribed Pete Johnson. That was fun. And then um, there was a guy in the, I guess, doing the announcements or doing the calls. And he was like, Gurkha, where they're, they're marketing is second to none and their cigars are shit. And everybody just <laughs> like laughed and agreed with it and just, you know. Those are like, well, we all know that it's true. One, one of the times when I was down in Alabama with Mark, we were in a shop one day, and the, the Gurkha salesman walked in. There was like three or four people sitting there, and he said, Anybody buy a cigar? They all get big shaggy. And it was like crickets, you know, chirp, chirp. Wow. Nobody yeah, like, I literally can't give them things away. Yeah, right. You know what it is? I think if I had, I mean, we'll be done with this, but I think their attitude to me stinks. They just literally think they are the best thing to ever happen. They're the most premium luxury. Nobody's better than yeah. them. And I'm like, well, there's no, there's not one ounce of humility in that company. Right. And that's, I, you know, and that's what bothers me. Like you just walk around and you think you're the best thing to ever happen in your company. You make the best cigars. Like, well, that's not true. And you charge a fortune for those cigars anyway. Well, and I don't people, think they're many people are deceived. You know, you can't fool people all the time, but they, they, if people buy a Gurkha, oh, you're smoking a Gurkha, you must be ultra wealthy or you must have fantastic taste. I'm like, no, they're just pious assholes. That's all they right. are. You know? Yeah, they probably all voted for Biden, too. Mm. <laughs> Here we go. Here comes the politics. All yeah, right. Sorry, on, I, that, I, on that I, note, I'm sorry. To, I said that out loud. Let's get that dementia going. <laughs> Yeah, on that note, we're gonna we're gonna finish up tonight with a little dose of crazy. Um, the gavel went down. This is from uh, Cigar Aficionado, but the gavel went down yesterday evening on lot number two hundred ninety-two on a single one single Cuban Dunhill Estupendos cigar, uh, labeled perhaps the world's most coveted Churchill. Pre-auction estimates put it at going at a maximum of seven hundred pounds. Uh, it ended up going for 1,100 pounds or about uh, $1,525. So some psychopath paid $1,500 for a Cuban cigar that has probably not been humidified correctly and is not even smokable. So I have a, I have a question. Uh, it yeah. probably is. What, what do you do with a cigar like that? You can't smoke it. I mean, no, you it's, exactly. It's not like a $900 it's, burger. You always buy it. No, it. it's you know, an investment you, like an art piece. Cigar. What do you do? They, they invest it's like an art piece so they they buy it they collect it they age it for a few more years and then they resell it at auction for somebody will pay two grand or three thousand dollars because now it's even more aged okay. so they don't i don't think people buy these cigars to smoke them i mean they probably no, some they probably smoke was, some but they buy them as investments and then resell them well, so to them it's just a profit that makes complete sense i, I understand that part then but i'm just wondering before about you know taking away that aspect you're probably right but what would you do with it you know whip it out of what's want to show it to people i don't know and uh but it yeah, a few other notable ones: a box of five Dunhill Havanas went for five thousand three hundred eighty-two dollars. 
an H. Upman 160th anniversary humidor with 100 cigars from 2004 sold for $27,740, and a pre-embargo cabinet of 50 H. Upman Dunhill Selection Suprema number 205 Petite Coronas, Jesus Christ, that's a mouthful, went mm-hmm. for nearly $30,000. So, and a box of Davidoff 80 Anniversario cigars in the 20 count uh, went for nearly $35,000. Wow. Jesus, that's yeah. just no, is, stupid these, money. Yeah, that's, guys, that's hyper money. As you guys probably know this, I own a, a box of Roy Tans from 1942. Anybody got 100 bucks, they got them, okay? okay there you go. $100? <laughs> I will Venmo that to you right the fuck now. I also had a couple of Henry Strauss from 1948. I gave them the guy who runs Strauss cigars. So. I see. Well, on, on that batch of crazy, if you've got that much money, more power to you. But this has been the Scar Tiff podcast, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks. See you guys. <laughs>